Welcome back to Left of Normal, where everything that isn't right is left, and everything that is left is right. I'm your host, Scott Siri. As I always get started, I want to thank you for joining me today. Uh, I appreciate you. I love that you're here. Uh, your support gets me out of bed every morning, and without you, I would be driven to drinking every evening. If you could help me out, I would love it if you hit a like, a thumbs up, a uh, star, a plus, whatever it happens to be on the platform that you're tuning in on, and then copy the link and share it to your own network, maybe a couple words on what you love about the podcast, or you know what you hate about the podcast, and that way I can reach more people, we can all learn more together. So last week we took a little look at how and why kids who excelled through grade school and high school and maybe even college often tend to be mediocre middle of the road, burnt out, and perhaps a little anxious and depressed later on in life. Scroll on back and listen to that one, but first, keep listening to this one to hear about executive functioning skills and how you can do better in this area. I'll actually make it a little easier on you here. Instead of making a choice on how to listen to both of these episodes, I put together some step-by-step instructions. Number one, finish this listening to this episode. Number two, hit the like button, hit the share button, type in something along the lines of, this is a great episode on how you can overcome poor executive functioning skills. Number three, share the post. Number four, scroll back to episode 136, then hit play. Number five, hit the like button, hit the share button, type in something along the lines of, wow, this one is great too. Check out why there are a lot of smart people that feel stuck. Feel free to use an exclamation point or an emoji in there as well. Number six, share that post. All right, all caught up now. Let's dive into what executive functioning is and how executive dysfunction takes a toll on people, especially the neurospicy people. Now, before we get into executive dysfunction, we need to figure out what executive function or functioning is. If you just look at the words, we see that it's talking about executing decisions required to function. Pretty straightforward. Although executing here means making them happen, not as in chopping their heads off. Although many of the decisions, many of my decisions, it would be far easier just to chop the head off than to actually have to, you know, do anything. So I posted a link to a great resource on Monday. Uh, in the Facebook group. If you're not part of that group, check it out, facebook.com slash group slash left of normal community. There's actually a lot of uh, very similar articles out there, Very a lot of blog posts, different resources. They generally kind of say more or less the same thing. Now, there's another one over on healthline.com. I'm going to walk through just a few of these points and these Uh, bullets about executive function and or dysfunction. Their, Their definition is that executive function skills are the mental abilities or processes that help you pay attention, absorb and recall information, stay on task, multitask, although I'm a firm believer that nobody really benefits from multitasking outside of very 
easy things to do, such as listening to this podcast while you make dinner, because one of the multiple tasks will inevitably take precedence, and in the end, you're not nearly as efficient as if you had just spent time dedicated to a single task and get it done right. Anyway, it's executive functioning is the ability to regulate emotions and even monitor or adjust behavior according to new information or changes in your environment. Most people start learning these skills around age two, and if you have children and you think back to about age two and three-ish, we start to see little human beings developing their own personalities and also the ability to throw tantrums and make decisions to disobey deliberately and choose between options rather than just do what they're told to do. So a few examples here of executive functioning skills are going with the flow or just kind of rolling with the punches. In other words, can you change your plans at the last minute? It's remembering to take your stuff home at the end of the school day. In other words, are you not constantly losing hats, gloves, or forgetting your homework? It's the ability to recall what you need from the store without a written list, follow complex instructions, or plan and execute a project at work. Executive dysfunction is the struggle with any of the executive functioning skills. So if you're wondering, do I have executive dysfunction because I can't remember anything without writing myself notes? No, you might just be really sucky at memorizing things. But there's a little more that goes into it. Uh, Do you frequently misplace important papers or important things? Are your keys constantly buried in the couch somewhere, tossed to the side, or are they hung up neatly on the little rack that you built specifically to hold keys next to the garage door? Are you forgetting your homework at school or something at work gets buried under a giant pile of papers? Do you find it difficult to manage your time, make plans, or stick to your schedule? Do you forget appointments often? Do you struggle to get started on tasks, even if it's something that you're really interested in and you really want to do, but that uh, third law of thermodynamics, I think it is, an object in at rest tends to stay at rest? It's really hard to get off that chair sometimes. Would you be described as unorganized, whether that's at school, your desk, your office, or even your entire home? Do you get frustrated easily and then get stuck, where you can't just can't move forward with making any decisions, even the smallest ones? Do you struggle with to control your impulses or rein in your emotions? So everyone struggles with some of these to one degree or another. Some people are just forgetful, but they can plan out a project with ease. Others can barely regulate their emotions or impulses, but they have no problem remembering just about everything. So these aren't always an exact fit. It's just kind of like the autism spectrum. Some are further left than others. Normally, the causes of executive dysfunction uh, stem from an underlying disorder could be ADHD, which commonly has traits such as poor impulse control and forgetfulness. They're just living for the moment and following the dopamine. Could be from autism. Those on the spectrum often struggle with emotional regulation and going with the flow. 
Other issues like schizophrenia, depression, anxiety, OCD, and more can also play a role. But it's not always a disorder. It's chronic illness, traumatic brain injury, or other outside factors can just kind of bonk the brain off its axis and cause executive dysfunction to occur. Now, since this podcast is all about autism and a little bit about ADHD, we're just going to focus on that aspect of it. So how does it look? How does executive functioning look or not look and, you know, dysfunctioning look? How can we recognize it, especially when we're dealing with children early on who have more time to realize what's going on and more time to adapt, improvise, overcome, and, and ultimately take control of these brains that, these setbacks that their brains are forcing upon them? And what do we do when things just don't come naturally? So on Thursday, on the fa- over on the Facebook, I posted a meme. It shows Homer Simpson. He's, I believe, in, like, pajamas. Looks like pajamas. He's just kind of slouched over on the couch, wide-eyed. I think he's got a beer in his hand. The caption says, when you're feeling guilty about not working, but you're still not working. Uh, this is the outcome, often. Uh, I believe that episode actually refers to Homer got laid off and he's just kind of sitting around. But uh, in the real world, uh, it's the outcome of executive dysfunction. And it's one that the one that I feel the most, the one that I experience the most. Uh, we'll get into that. We'll see how that looks here. But being self-employed, I'm running my own business. And that means I have to wear all the hats. It means that if I don't get things done, they don't get done. And so it can turn into this large, huge, internal turmoil struggle that I sometimes I just have to power through it, get it done, or I end up closing up shop. I shut down the business because a business that doesn't make money is no longer a business. We call those hobbies. It also means that over the years, I have had to figure out my limits, abilities, and skills so that I can actually get things done even when my brain turns everything off, all my decision-making, and it sometimes it just kind of switches that stuff right off, and it's like, ooh, look at this shiny object. Go spend seven hours not working. Anyways, here's how that looks. I'll relay a little story here on more or less what what my brain goes through. I sit down at my computer and open up my browsers and immediately everything is incredibly interesting. I have to look at all the tabs. I check the email and then the other email and then the first email just in case something came in. Then I check Facebook, then LinkedIn, and then I'm accidentally on the homepage of either of those, so I just scroll for a little bit, and then I realize there's nothing interesting on them, so I check my bank account, my investments, and I bounce back to the emails because it's been a few minutes and something might have come in that demands my attention. I check Reddit and start to scroll and realize that while there are some funny fail videos, I really need to get to work. So I go back to Facebook and LinkedIn because now I'm quote-unquote networking, and quote-unquote drumming up some business. Soon I feel a little hungry or maybe my coffee runs out so I have to go get a refill and grab a little bit of a snack. 
then I get back to my computer and I go through all the things again because something might have come in that I need to pay attention to there might be a business lead that I need to check out and uh, unfortunately there it's not there's nothing there so I check my phone for some reason because even though everything on my phone is also on my computer that I just checked aside from texts and phone calls which I can easily see if either of those came through because it buzzes on my watch so if I don't stop this, I don't even know what kind of cycle you'd call this, a dysfunction cycle. If I don't intervene, this could literally just go on all day long. Sometimes it goes on all morning long, and around noon I feel terrible because I haven't really gotten anything done. I maybe got a small project done first thing in the morning when I was all gung-ho, and then I was like, ooh, I deserve a little break. And that little break turns into like a two and a half hour session of not getting a lot accomplished but by noon let's say my i haven't gotten much done my mind gets so far off track it's really hard to even just put it back on track and then suddenly another hour goes by and i feel even worse because i'm not getting any work done but i'm still not working so if any of you find this relatable I have a few ideas on how to keep yourself on track, how to kickstart those executive functioning abilities, because we all have them, just some of them take more practice than others. First of all, my uh, biggest tip technique trick is to make lists. Uh, if you've listened to any of my podcasts, you know that I like lists. I like lists within my lists. And... I find that an outside source, like a list, is a great way to remind yourself that you have until, let's say, 10 a.m. to accomplish this task. In the beginning, keep those tasks easy. Uh, if you finish early, then you get to choose. Do you start the next task? Do you do a different task? Or do you just goof off until 10 a.m. hits? For instance, on my own to-do list, I have 8 a.m. to 9 a.m. every Monday with the only task listed as plan the week. This is where I fill in anything that's not a regularly occurring item. So 10 to noon, those 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. and 11 a.m. to noon chunks on Mondays and Thursdays, uh, various other times throughout the week, are merely designated as client work. Uh, this is for working on any project that is not that is a one-off type project. It's not something I have to do every single week or every you know at any point regularly. So this week I have 10 to 11 a.m. on Monday listed as contact Metal Arc Brewery, organize and plan article. So I'm, I'm writing an article for the Montana Craft Beer Connection magazine, and I need to do a couple of interviews. I know full well that this task will take maybe 10 to 15 minutes, but I blocked the entire hour. And then I can get that done. I know that I've accomplished what I need to accomplish. I cross it off my list, and then I can just move on to the next thing. So let's say the next hour was work on XYZ homepage. The 11 to noon hour. Well, now I have an hour and 45 minutes to get this whole thing done. I know I can accomplish that, and I can give myself a 15-minute break, scroll Reddit, scroll Facebook, stare off into the abyss, whatever, 
because now I am caught up. I've gotten what done what needs to be done. If you're easily sucked into the rabbit holes of social media, it might be time to get rid of them. In my case, I can't get rid of them entirely. I do actually use them for networking and mostly for entertainment, but also networking. I did, however, decided to delete my Twitter and Instagram from my phone several months ago, maybe even a year ago, I don't even remember now, because they ended up being just a big waste of time. I didn't get business from them. They were just a time suck. Anytime I'd go on there to try to engage with other posts, I found most of the things on there to be trivial and stupid and engaging with them would have been more like this really sucks please delete this because it's stupid which isn't good for building relationships i later found out Uh, so it's a good thing i deleted them i rarely check them anymore they're open as tabs on my computer in case a notification comes through i post but i don't actually go there to post i schedule it all out and it's mostly just promo stuff for myself and nobody looks at it nobody cares So I don't even know why I do that anymore. Anyway, uh, it's to the point that I should almost do that with Facebook and LinkedIn. uh, Because anything I need to do, I can just do it right there on the desktop of my computer. And then outside of business hours, I don't need to be on those platforms. So if you're sucked into these rabbit holes, hide the apps, delete the apps, or consider even just setting times when you're allowed to use them maybe 30 minutes in the morning and 30 minutes in the afternoon. You check your notifications, you post your new content, you scroll through the garbage that's on there. 90% ads anymore anyway, so what's the point? Third tip for those who suffer from similar executive dysfunctionings as I do, just get started. Often when I finally open up a Word document and I start to type, Then all of a sudden I just get into the groove and I'm like, cool, nothing else matters. And I'm like, yes, work those words. You're doing so much. Keep going. I give myself these little self affirmations. Uh, You can, if you're alone and, or if you don't mind, you know, people actually hearing you even just like throw your hands in the air and shout those things out. Uh, Scientifically, it is actually shown that when you praise yourself like that, like literally you throw your hands in the air and you you whoop whoop, it triggers something in your brain. It like, I don't know, creates a weird chemical release that you actually start to feel better and do better because of it. But like the saying goes, if you wait for motivation to get started, you'll never get started. If you get started, the motivation will come. I don't know if I butchered that saying, but you know, you get the point. So sometimes, once I get started, I find I can't type fast enough to get all the ideas out before the thoughts start to fleet from my mind. Is fleet the present tense of fleeting? I'll have to check that one out. Anyway, it is now fleet. They're going to fleet away. Flitter? Flitter away. Anyway, jump right into it. Turn the distractions off and just do it because then you'll find you can do it. Now, finally, there is a bigger issue that I can't just do. There's some some things that just doing it ends up not accomplishing anything. It's the most impactful 
hateful dysfunction that I encounter, and it's literally executing the plan that I've made. I'm actually really good at planning. I'm good at mapping things out, figuring out the details, and creating these intricate and highly detailed systems, processes, and plans. But then they don't do any good unless I take action on them. I can have like the world's sweetest business plan, but if I don't implement anything, it's never going to do anything, right? So that's where these unknowns creep in, and then I stall out. Real example here. Uh, with Rogue Publishing Partners, uh, if you know that group that I'm a founding member of Rogue Publishing Partners, we provide services that help those who are writing books, whether you need the book written or edited, uh, designed, guidance through the publishing process, bestseller campaigns, all of it. We do all that. So if you're a book writer, if you're an author, let's talk and see what uh, see where you're at with your book writing process. Anyway, I have plans to create this uh, premium community. This would be where people, they pay a small monthly fee. They get to be part of the community that's just packed with actionable information, topics, tricks, techniques, and more. It includes newsletters, training courses, group webinars, the like. It's a ton of planning, which is actually kind of easy and rather fun for me. And I'll map that whole thing out, create every bit of content for it. But then I have to get my content into a nice-to-look-at email newsletter and social media posts and various other advertising-type things. And I have to turn a training course from text into and worksheets into videos and use a program where people can access them, something that, you know, you plug in your email address, you give your credit card information, you get premium access, you stop paying, you lose access to it, whatever. Uh, it all really needs to be automated so that I don't have to, or another member of Rogue doesn't have to sit there on all these time-consuming, constantly little service things like adding people to groups, removing people from groups, updating, etc., etc., and so on and so forth. Executing this big plan, I know how I like would like it all to work, actually executing and making it all work is like this giant brick wall that I have no idea how to get over. And if you've ever walked up to a, like a big smooth brick wall or concrete wall and you've looked at it and thought, I wonder what's on the other side of that, but there's nothing to hold on to and no way to climb it, no way to peer over the top. There's no way to even just jump in and get started because how do you climb a wall that is unclimbable? Now, there are other people out there that have ladders or really tall legs or, I don't know, they got a little drone they could fly up to see over the wall. So my sheer willpower is not going to get me over that wall. Uh, just jumping in and doing it is not an option because there's too many unknowns of where to even start. And just thinking about all the steps to learn all the things. So, like, let's say I need to build this course and implement it and put it all, do all the technical background work. I could learn all that, but just thinking about all that learning just to implement the thing that I've already spent so much time on stalls out the entire process, get uh, overwhelmed, that executive dysfunction kicks, kicks in to high gear, and I can't start it because I don't know that I can even finish it or even come close to finish it, finishing it. So 
what do we what do we do in this situation because this is where a lot of people struggle with and this is where i found that i have to tap into my network of people uh there are people out there that know this stuff they don't have issues with it and it's not difficult for them or they at least know where we can go to keep things moving on And so I have to remember that my executive dysfunction is different than your executive dysfunction. And if we all work together, we form Captain Planet. We overcome the obstacles that we can't overcome on our own. Now, we'll wrap this up with a little bit on the dysfunction that I don't suffer from. And thus, it's a little harder to really tell someone tips or tricks on how to overcome it because I don't have to overcome it. Uh, Let's start with impulse control. It's a big one in the ADHD community. My son is uh, impulsive, to say the least. And I, I myself am pretty unimpulsive because I want to know all the details before I jump into something. This can end up being detrimental um, because, well, I just explained that sometimes I won't even start if I don't know how to end it. For those who lack impulse control, a tip to do better might be to start writing things down or at least thinking things through all the different outcomes that could happen. So, especially something like impulse control, you're walking through the store, walking through the store, you see a candy bar and you're like, hmm, candy bar sounds good. You pick it up and you eat it. Well, let's think about that through, you know, you're stealing it, you're going to get diabetes, you could choke on the candy bar but also you're stealing and you'll probably go to jail. So those impulses are easier to overcome, whereas there are some other ones that when you slow down, you just think things through and you think about all the different outcomes. Now it's a little bit easier to manage those impulses. Forgetfulness. I use little mind hack techniques, something like don't forget the milk from the store. Milk starts with M and mom also starts with M and mom said get the milk, so milk. I don't know, maybe just write it down if you forget forget things that often. I use lists and checklists. It's pretty easy to remember everything when everything is literally right there in front of you. Organization. Uh, there are tons of tools online to help with any sort of disorganization. Sometimes it's just as easy as blocking 15 minutes per day to organize one small area. Say the silverware drawer in the kitchen or maybe it's just cleaning that stupid stack of papers on your desk or straightening out the shoes in the fall in the front hall block a little bit of time do it so the motivation comes to do it because now it's on your list and you got to get it done otherwise you can't move on to the next thing on the list so question to the listeners what executive dysfunction do you struggle with let me know perhaps we can come up with an idea that helps everyone do better. Or maybe you're listening to this and you're like, that's not executive dysfunction. You're completely stupid. Well, let's uh, have you on as a guest and we can talk about it on the air. Or I don't even know what an on the... We're not on the airwaves. We're on the MP3. Anyway, you could be my guest on the podcast. We don't even have to meet up in person. We can do it all over Zoom and make it happen.
For now, you've had a peek into the world where everything left is right. And if it feels right, then it must be left. Thanks for tuning in. Please don't forget to like, comment, subscribe, join that Facebook community. You can ask any questions you want over there. Turn the anonymous posting on if you don't want negative uh, pushback or if you just don't want somebody that your friends or family with to see that you were the one to post it. And remember that for some people, executive dysfunction can make it extremely difficult to even just get through a single day. Please share this podcast with your friends, whether they are left, normies, or right.